All right. Since we're, oh, do you have ice, David? Is that you? No. Oh, it's no. me. I'm drinking beers, so the only clinking you'd hear from me would be if two of them. <laughs> All right, you better fucking like this episode, because I swear to God, if you don't, <laughs> I don't. This might might be the end for you. This is it. <laughs> not really. I don't have any other friends. I'm not gonna so. say. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. All right. Welcome to the Nerd Podcast. I know. It's keep it in suspense. You <laughs> fucked up my intro. Welcome to the to the. Fuck. Whatever we do, I don't know what we're doing. Show. I'm Jeff. I'm here with David. <laughs> hey guys, I'm all flustered now. You suck. Uh, <laughs> and Phil. Hey everybody. <laughs> and we have our guest back with us. Welcome back, Dan. Thanks again. Glad to be here for a second time. Of course, absolutely. Uh, you have tolerated us enough for the first one. We're like, just come back for the second one. You might as well. Might as well. This yeah. Seems like a glutton for punishment. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? Um, but we're doing a fun one. I think this is probably one of my, is that like, what we call it a fun I one. Couldn't resist. <laughs> um, I think this is one of my top two favorite Q episodes. This and tapestry. I think these are my favorites of, uh, of his, um, cause you get to get a ton of stuff in this and they're just a lot of fun. I mean, how can you not like John Delancey in general? Right. I, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't even know what, what else has he done? He's, oh, I, Okay. So here's um, when my kids were little, because uh, I have two two girls, they watch a lot of My Little Pony. Now, John Talancy <laughs> voices a character in My Little Pony. Oh, my God. Uh, Does he who's, really? Who's basically Q. Um, he's like he's like a magical creature and he just messes uh, stuff up. And so he comes on the screen and, and, and you hear his voice. and You're like, that's him. Like, it's it's nobody else. I know this and voice. So, of course. <laughs> so you mention it. And then my kids are like you know who that is? I'm like, yeah, hold on. I know who that is. <laughs> and if you ever see him at conventions, he has, you know, of course all his Q photos that you can get signed, but then he has his, his, my little pony character as well. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and, and he has said that his, that like my little pony fans, it can be just it, by as bad, if not worse than like star Trek fans. Like they are hardcore fans. The bronies are bringing it, huh? Bronies. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, I believe it. He is a very eclectic actor. No, actor. That's what he is. <laughs> All right. If you haven't guessed, we're doing Deja Q, uh, TNG season three, episode 13, original air date, February 3rd, 1990. Um, this is, I don't know. I, I, I love this one. It's just fun. Um, Q basically shows up. He has lost his powers. He has nowhere else to go. So he comes to the enterprise. Um, meanwhile, I guess we're supposed to care about a moon falling out of order and possibly killing people as well. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Which they never explain why and how it's happening because he doesn't have his abilities. Yes, they did. Yeah, he hypothesizes as to why it might have happened. Yeah, it was like what was like a, a, a black, black hole, hole passing nearby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That kind of pulled it out of orbit. See, David he hypothesized it, but he did, we didn't find. Okay, fine. He has an IQ of just like three thousand. Hypotheses now. It's a scientific show. <laughs> Dan did more research and actually listened to the episode more than David did. <laughs> Well, I wanted to have like I wanted to see if there were any fun things about the episode, and in fact, this has a very fun thing. So at the beginning of the episode, right, he pops into the bridge naked, mm-hmm. and so first of all, it's funny <laughs> that he he shows up naked, and then they yell red alert immediately, which is like that's a very funny sequence. Um, <laughs> but I was reading about the production of the episode, and apparently, like because of the way that the angles of the camera were and the shot I wanted to get, um, they couldn't yep. like 
he was actually like, Delancey was actually naked on set for this. He had to be bare ass naked. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it works though. I mean, it works for the whole thing because you can just see him doing that. Be like, screw it. I'm stripping down. Yeah. I'm doing Showing it. Showing off the full exactly. pony. <laughs> the <full brownie. laughs> um, great that's what it's going to be called from here on out <laughs> nobody called it that. what what was he doing oh you know he was full brony <laughs> to be so terrible um i think this is but this works on so many levels because we've got i mean it because it's q it's it's a funny episode even though he's i've never seen really him as a villain i've always kind of see him as like maybe in not an anti-hero, but he's just kind of neutral. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's a villain though. Do you guys think he is? No, yeah, he's definitely yeah. neutral territory. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's almost like, like a force of nature, right? Like you, like you would, yeah. you wouldn't call like, you know, a, sto- a thunderstorm, the villain, it just happens and they might do something, you know, destructive, but it didn't, you know, it just, that's just what it does. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. Um, but yeah, you get that. I mean, obviously in the, now that he doesn't have any powers, he's, human so you get this great interaction with him and data which of course data teaching him how to be human more or less and how you know be a normal person which is always great this is how we eat like, yeah fuck? yeah um and, and then you get out what data eats yeah right it's like a like an oil Viscous fluid in a <laughs> like some kind of suspension kind of yeah. suspension <laughs> silicate suspension but i like that he actually goes to the trouble of like he's like i found that people enjoy it if i like fake it if, if he goes along with drinking like it makes people com- more comfortable yeah wow. I dig that. Social, social, th- social thing yeah. yeah uh we get some great interactions with q and kynan um which are always hilarious which i think I mean, that might be like my one of my favorite scenes where she just like stabs him with stabs a fork, him with a fork. Like, so good he's, oh my god he's human that's yeah. fine yeah we can't tell if he's telling the truth <laughs> <laughs> well, no i just oh uh, yeah he's good well, I mean, with that, like, just all these people, like, trying to, like, figure out what whether or not he is human. Like, Worf has that great line when Q goes, what must I do to convince you? Worf goes, die. 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 <laughs> and then his well, comeback and, is great. I yeah. was going to say, and conversely, when the, it's the only time I think in Star Trek where I've actually gone, ooh, was when he's like, I should have picked Romulan. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and that's what I like about Q is that he just, I mean, he just, he doesn't care. He's just like the perfect foil. And as I mean, and, and he does that too in um, uh, what's the one with Vosh Cupid oh, uh, Cupid, where they do like the whole Robin Hood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's a great episode, too. Um, but see, that's why I don't think he's he's not. Yeah, he's kind of this neutral party, because even in tapestry, he's like, I'm going to help you out. He's not hurting anybody, really. Yeah, I mean, and that. So, and I've been pondering a little bit like the difference between him and some of these other on, omnipotent beings. And he behaves the way I would expect a kind of an all powerful creature to behave. He pops in, he does what he wants. He's very aloof to any situation unless something happens to him that forces him to. And he keeps going. <laughs> yeah. And he just does what he wants to. And then he moves on and they just kind of have to deal with him when he pops in and out. Cause Typically, if you have an omnipotent being or something like that, they don't care about the stuff that Star Trek makes them care about. Like, they're just this yeah. big yeah. villainous thing. And then they don't want to dig too far into the details because none of them make any real sense. This one, like with Q, they have a a very tangible setting and setup for him. He's part of this contingency and he gets kicked out and he's kind of the goofball. And like, 
they they the more they dig into him, the more defined he becomes. The more you dig into a lot of the ones that they've shown in TOS and on, the less it makes any sense, and the more it just kind of falls apart. These I are think not that's my colors. My yeah, so I like <laughs> the the silliness of this, but they keep it silliness and grounded in that sense where it has a real kind of sense behind it that you could dig into. You feel like if you questioned it, it would still hold up. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. And even like, I mean, they they everyone in their different ways is like, hey, we don't trust you. But he's never if you look back at all the stuff he's done, right, he's never done anything. He's never lied to them. He's never he, he's never like, you know, he's not always like forthcoming with his intentions all the time, but he's never like deceiving them, like actively trying to deceive them. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure if we looked back, we'd find something. But you're right. For the, for the part, at least for the he doesn't part. have to. Yeah. yeah. But he's never really like either. I mean, even with, you know, uh, the Borg episode, he he kind of flung them out there. He didn't hurt anybody, but he was he but he put them in that circumstance to be like, hey, you guys aren't aren't the shit. There's a ton of of, of stuff out there that you just don't know about. And so he's kind of like belittling them, but he's not like intentionally harming them. He'll lie about his intentions all the time. That's true. It's kind of a Loki type thing. Like he'll do what's in his best interest and he'll lie about his intentions, but he's not trying to hurt anyone unless he has to. The kind of a thing. Usually he can get by without hurting anyone, but he's testing, he's poking, he's prodding, and he will deceive, but it's not necessarily with malicious intent. He's never killed anybody, I don't think. I'm trying to think of all the episodes. He's never done that. Like he messes with people, but yeah, he's screwed yeah. with them. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, he he usually doesn't do anything that's irreversible. Well, but I think technically, even if he did kill somebody, he could bring them back. Yeah, right. Irreversible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Picard has that line in there. He's like, "Well, you fooled us way too many times, Q." And I'm like, (laughs) "What? What show are you watching?" Because he hasn't really done that. And okay. And tell me the story of a boy who cried wolf. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he has so many good one-liners. Like, yeah, just the fact that he just, like, screams Romulan at him. He's like, Romulan! And you just know that. (laughs) (laughs) But then I think it's cool, too, because then we see that how Q has bothered other species, like the uh, Calamarine. They come after him because they know that he's vulnerable now. And which, of course, we never see them again. But but I like it that they at least show something different. Yeah, until he's, like, holding (laughs) him in his palm of his hand on board the shuttle. He's like, (laughs) yeah, get out of here. It's interesting, though, too, because, you know, they banished him because he was kind of like, you know, the uh, uh, the black sheep. And we don't get a lot of the continuum in TNG. We get more in Voyager. Um, but it's interesting once you kind of get to the Voyager stuff, you're like, well, maybe he's not the worst person because there's some terrible cues there, too. But the, with their their whole civil war, which is weird. That's a really good episode, though, like the Western whole uh, where they're like, act- what the the one in Voyager where they're like killing each other? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they're talking about the the Q civil war that's going on, mm. but they're acting it out like an like a old west kind of thing. Oh yeah, to watch that. Um, I know. Sorry, David, we lost. Sorry, he doesn't know. That. <laughs> no, <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, zones out when we do. The, the actual, You'll be able to circle back the actual Q that. dynamic. Yeah. Is yeah. If you ever see my eyes glaze over, it's because they started talking about something I have no idea about. Or you're playing Ark. Oh, I, I'm not playing Ark right now, though. I'm still, I will never let that go. Oh. <laughs> he just plays video games randomly during our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <Bastard. laughs> 
allegedly. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this one? Like, what do you, uh, as far as Q episodes, where does the uh, this rank for some of you guys? I mean, I so far, the- this is my favorite. Um, sorry, go ahead. I was this. Yeah, this I- is one. I, I think they're just with the interaction between Q and Data. I think this puts it pretty high on the list for me, mm. especially. I mean, at, like skipping ahead to the end. Not that we're trying to talk about this episode in any specific chronological sequence, but you no, know, like when just... he gives, when he lets Data like laugh and experience, you know, mirth like that. Like that's like I I hadn't seen this episode in like ten years. And it's like oh, like welcome back. Like that's a beautiful moment. That's like that's yeah. very powerful. Well, it's nice because, yeah, he actually learned, like, his data tried to help him. And then, yeah, he, and because he even says, he's like, don't make me, you know, human. He's like, I would never curse you with that. But I he gives him an you, actual yeah. gift so that he knows what it feels like. And that, yeah, no, you're completely right. It's it's a beautiful moment for him. Well, and even that line that he says where, like, in disgrace, you've achieved everything I am I ever wanted to kind of thing, which is kind of interesting. You're like, he's fallen to the level that data is trying to get to. Yeah. So that that definitely made a difference too. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite thus far. Um, plus, I have to admit the other Q. Does anybody recognize him, Jeff? Do you recognize that? Cor- Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson. Yeah, he he was my favorite character on a show called Psych. He played Sean Sean's dad, the wise old man. And, and the moment he came on, I'm like, oh my god, it's him with hair. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna say Major League. Oh my God! See, and oh, I I know man. him. From that's, him that's, where I know. that's where okay. I know him from. Uh, see, and I know him from uh, from LA Law. God, we're so old. <laughs> yes, you are, Jeff. Jesus, um, <laughs> damn right we are. I do remember the Major League. I never watched LA Law, but that that's all I had ever seen him in was that. And I knew he'd been around as an actor forever, but this is the first time I saw something old that he was in. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I mean, really thirty years I ago. That show, so. It was uh, that that may kind of made the moment for me too, but yeah, this was you know watching him try to be human, even just describing things. He's like, this horrible thing happened. I like was drained of energy, and then suddenly I lost consciousness. That's great. <laughs> Fell asleep. Or well, later I... he's like, my stomach's doing something, and she's like, what? He's like, it's making noises. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta eat, yeah. man. Duh. Well, especially being a thirty-eight-year-old male, the part where he's just like. Ow, I hurt my back. And I'm like, yes, that's yes, what it's yes, like. You, did. you do nothing and you just hurt yourself. That's what it's like. Well, and when he gets hit by the cloud and then he falls down, help me, help me. Dude, <laughs> Guinan was not having that. She was just like, good. Yeah, Guinan's yeah. like, fuck you. I don't care. I, and I love that because like, you know, in general, she's just such like a kind character and like, like welcoming to the, the everyone of the crew that she like having her just be like, nah, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. makes it that much more like as like a stark contrast it's like yeah have you have you ever thought about what maybe their history is have you has anyone ever just kind of imagined why they don't like each other do they not get into it ever or no. star trek what am i saying no they don't no. <laughs> um <laughs> well i think this is the last time that they ever meet the q and guy i don't uh, think they ever meet again uh, 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 <laughs> yeah i don't think so is that is because that's not addressed at all in generations either, right? Because that's like something entirely different. No, because that's the uh, that, nexus, like, right? Yeah, but no, yeah, they they never get into it. I don't know. I would just be really curious, like, what's their history? Is, is there a book about it? Because there, there's so many Star Trek books. There's got to be a book. There's got to be. I mean, especially because Guinan is such like a fan favorite character. Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean, if she's going to be in the next season of Picard and Q's going to be in it, so maybe. Maybe they'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so they good. dig into that a bit more. 
God, I can't wait for new Star Trek. Yeah, same. I know. But it's cool, though, because you said that you're going through, you said you're on season two, two of Disco? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like seven or eight episodes in. Okay. God, that is a good season with mm-hmm. Spock and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got like I, the first season. I thought so. It took me like with that. It took me like three episodes to really get into it because that was just a slow start to the show. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, Jason Isaacs was so good in that season. Great. Oh my, yeah, incredible. So like, I'm I'm oh, I'm on board for Discovery, whatever they they throw at us. Yeah, and it gets weird. I mean, it's such, but you know, it's, it's kind of what we were saying before is like how people hate the JJ Abrams one or DS nine or whatever, but it's like, God, people hate discovery, but it's so different, but I think it's just kind of what Star Trek is now. And that's okay. It's okay that it's new and different. And if, Hey, as long as it brings in fans and people like it, that's fine with me. True. I mean, and cause it's always, I mean, you know, everything is, is obviously always a product of the time it's made, but you know, mm-hmm. a, the next generation is wildly different from the original series, right? Like even like, you know, deep space nine is wildly different from next generation and they even have some of the same characters, you know? So it's, that's just going to happen. Oh yeah. I mean, people were complaining about, you know, TNG before it even came on. They're like, Oh, you can't do better than the original. And you're like, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. It's yeah, not, watch it, watch it's us. not gold. Yeah. Well, none of it wasn't that hard. Yeah, Yeah. hold my beer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which, yeah, because I mean, David and Phil are not fans of the original series, and that was a slog to get through some of those episodes. Yeah, I mean that. Like, it's I I like it because of like what it represents, but Mm -hmm. I also recognize that they're not like like just from a quality standpoint, not quite there. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. A lot of standpoints. They're not quite. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, I like this one. And then, yeah, Q, you know, so the he kind of gets into this moral uh, a dilemma where they're the the Enterprise is trying to save this moon, but they can't save the moon because they're trying to protect Q, and they can't drop their shields and all that. So he's just like, screw it, I'm gonna get in a shuttlecraft and leave, so that way you guys are safe. And so that's what gives him his powers back. He makes this, you know. Uh, what are they called? Like a, a self-sacrifice act. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the act of selflessness. And so he gets his powers back and then he, yeah, he gives data his, uh, his laughter. He puts, puts the moon back and then he just kind of gets rid of the Cal Moraine. So it's like, he actually, I think he learned a sm- like a smidge of a lesson. Maybe like it's somewhere in there, like rattling around. Uh, yeah. It's just a very tiny one. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little morsel. Yeah. Morsel. But this is good. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad David liked it. He better. I did, <laughs> I did like it. Yeah, this is probably like a 8.5 on the Davo meter. This one's scoring high. I There's the thought reveal. it hit all it's... the good notes. Yes, there is the reveal. Yeah, his interactions with every member of the crew was just fantastic. And you're right, John Delancey is, is a joy to watch on screen. Um, yeah, I, I liked everything. Pretty much everything about this. Okay. Never seen anyone. I've never seen anyone eat ten chocolate sundaes before. <laughs> yeah, really well, I've never eaten mood. before, so I'm gonna be really hungry. I'm in a really bad mood. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> I feel bad for the sundays. I was like, well, then who's gonna eat the sundays? Damn, y'all are wasting. Food. <laughs> they are. I guess that's one thing. So could they just put that? They could just put that back into the replicator, and then it gets yeah. replicated as something else. Yeah, it gets like recycled, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets converted back into energy and matter and just <laughs> something else yeah probably the stuff that data drinks on the regular is the stuff <laughs> they make everything else out of probably <laughs> <laughs> it's just waste 
that's what it is. Um, Phil, I don't know. I mean, I know you've seen this one before. Phil's our completist. He has seen everything. So, but yeah, now, and, like watching it again, any new thoughts? No, because I'm not. I don't. I have such mixed feelings on Q. I am not the biggest Q fan. So, I mean, it's the episode itself is fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> you like tapestry, right? Huh? Yeah. Don't don't you like tapestry? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I I don't mind Q. I I think it's the annoying stuff that I don't like. Mm. And that it occasionally happens. Uh, this episode not so much. So it's kind of hit or miss for me. This one's a hit though. I like it just fine. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wonder why you're not a big Q fan. I I just I. I don't know if it was just all the way from Farpoint when mm. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I don't know if Ooh. that just turned me off from the very beginning and I don't know. Who knows? All right. That's fair. If that's what yeah. you like. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this episode is just fine. He doesn't, no. he's not that much of a dick in this episode. And, uh, yeah, so whatever. That's that's your criteria ah, for it. The high my, bar. My number one Levels criteria. of dickness. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I mean, is. it does both like both literally and figuratively. This episode does humanize him more, mm-hmm. um, which make will make him more relatable. I mean, that's. I, but I, yeah, it's hard to connect with a character who's just a dick. I mean, that like in the in like with the office, right? In the first season, you have Michael Scott, who's just a complete asshole, entirely entirely unlovable. <laughs> and it wasn't until the second season where you can really start to like see him as a person. Like, okay. uh, yeah, someone just trying really hard and nothing goes right for him. Yeah, that's yeah. what they develop him into. <laughs> Wait, because it's not really sustainable. It's like, yeah, you can't have a character that just no one likes and like then, then what's the point? Right. True. Yeah. What's your take on Wesley? Uh, Offer Dan. Uh, just in general, or um, yeah, just just in general. Do do you like the character? I, I not quite. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm not quite a fan of Wesley. I mean, like I, I love like I love Will Wheaton, um, yeah. but I just I don't think they really gave Wesley a chance to develop into a better character, or they, they didn't give him like as fair a chance as they should have. No, and that's fair. Yeah, because I I like him better. Or, you know, and I think you know Phil and I have talked about this. Is um, what's the episode where he's with uh, a Picard on like that last away mission, and then like a Picard gets injured and he has to like save him. Like I love yeah. that one. Uh, that's a good episode or even uh um other uh, game uh with ashley judd that's a good episode too game's yeah. a really good episode yeah but, yeah but yeah he's he's more developed than he's kind of matured a bit yeah especially like the first few seasons where he's like just like much more of a child he's just less fun <laughs> he's less fun as a child <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> yeah that's well, true though i mean season one and two wesley is way different than season three four five and six wesley so oh yeah absolutely Interesting. Well, but I mean, that's too, I mean, they didn't really, you know, that's for most of the like female characters too. They just, they don't develop them. You know, they, uh, Crusher had an episode in, you know, the high ground, but it was partially kind of flirty and then also partially her being a doctor and her being more compassionate. So, but they don't get a lot of good episodes. You know, I mean, Troy's arc took seven fucking years until she really got like a uniform and was, you know, more, more respected. Yeah. So, Interesting. All right. Um, what else happens in this one? I think that's about it. Yeah, he gets his powers back. He 
leaves him alone, sets everything right, and then he's like, that's it. Peace. Peace out. Yeah, he just does his thing. All right. Pretty much, yeah. Oddly, for such a good episode, there isn't that much to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's good for those reasons. Like, I mean, mean, you know, he's a a great actor. I like what they do with the character, and it kind of sets it up for his arc over TNG and then a little bit in DS nine and then Voyager. So you get a little, you know, cause he has an affinity for humans. Um, mm-hmm. so you get more of that and it's That's just true. a good fun episode. I liked it. I don't know. I thought it was good for everybody. Yeah. I mean, cause they're not like, it's not one of those episodes where they're trying to deal with like a very like deep, dark, touchy issue. So it's right. just more of like exploring a character. So again, that doesn't lend it, like, I guess early it lends itself not quite as well to, deep dark discussions yeah yeah like no one's being assaulted or like right. kidnapped or murdered or something that's true and uh this episode was nominated for two emmys what for hair and makeup and effects uh outstanding editing for a single camera show and then outstanding achievement for a special effect but it, it, it didn't win i'm guessing uh no i believe it was just nominated well, someone really liked the Calamarine. Right. Yeah, that, that, effect, that effect. Yeah, with a with a uh, a laser light rig, something like that. Right on. I think that's it for us. Yeah, it was a good episode. I think we all we all enjoyed it. I think. Yeah. Enjoyment all around. Yeah. Enjoyment all around. All right, let's do this. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us where people can find you online again? Because um, it's it's if if you have not seen Dan's TikTok, they are definitely worth it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I'm on TikTok and uh, TikTok and Instagram is the same for me at the art of Danliness. Um, you know, I love a good pun, love a good dad joke and had to uh, work it in somehow. Um, so there we are. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. And thank you for for coming on and doing this with us. Yeah, you can come back anytime. You know, if there's any awesome. any episodes that you want to jump in on, you are more than welcome to come back. Yeah. And again, thanks so much for having me. Of course, absolutely. Um, oh, uh, no one dies in this one. Boo. Sorry, I forgot to add that. Sorry, Boo, I say. Boo. Yeah, Came yeah. so close with letting that moon almost hit the planet. I know. I know, right? It would have been like millions of people. Millions. Oh, millions. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Just watch the kill tracker go. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, David, why don't you uh, do our spiel? Absolutely. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias. You can see our smiling faces in the meet the nerds section. Uh, you can go buy some of our shit at cafe press and we'll get like a buck. And whenever you're done fucking with the enterprise, go give us a five star <laughs> rating and review and we'll read it out on the air. It was made Phil spit. I was going to say he almost swallowed ice hole. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, That is it for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We always greatly appreciate it. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.